friends welcome back to the podcast so today i had i just had a conversation with my intuition with my higher self and i'm like what podcast should i film because okay hi magical friends really really quick i just finished filming this episode and i wanted to let you know that i'm going to be giving you guys a book recommendation in the bio it's not sponsored nothing like that however it's something i give to all of my private clients or i have in the past six months and it is about love love for yourself love mastery and relationships it's not one of those like how to get your dream man books but it is a really good book about learning to fill your own cup and loving yourself and assessing your past traumas and how they could actually come into your life in ways that you don't even realize just a little quick bit this is a longer episode so you may want to break it up or grab a coffee or a fucking tea i don't know or go on a long drive and sit back relax and let's fucking hit it okay always as always thank you so much for listening i just want to say thank you to the newer people the influx of people we've had also join the podcast crew the gang on spotify and also on apple podcasts okay love you so much let's get with the story I know you guys have been loving an older podcast, um, the How I Healed Mania podcast, the How to Get Unstuck <laughs> podcast. Like, I've been looking through the analytics and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot I even made those. And today doesn't make much sense to me as to why I'm um, recording this. However, it's like what my intuition's saying. So we're just going to go with it. I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to trust that sharing this with you guys is going to be incredibly impactful or even just give you some different perspective of how things can happen for you when it feels like, you know, there's no fucking hope. So here's the story of how I met my man. Okay. So just a little timeline. I was a little bit nervous to even share this because I do keep a lot of that part of my life private, but it's also been a huge part of my healing journey and a huge reason I've continued and there's a lot of sacrifices when you're healing and you're also, you know, learning to be with someone who is pretty much already in their healed girl era, if you know what I mean. So we're, we're just going to go back. And I feel like this could be helpful for any of you that are in the beginning of your journey, whether you are manifesting a man of your dreams or whether you are not, you know, I just want to take you back to where I was right before I met him. So I was living on my best friend's couch. I had moved out of the place I was living in Echo Park and I was in Echo Park for six months. I had gotten back from Bali six months prior and my credit was fucked as most people's are these days, I guess, especially when I was like, how old was I? I was like 22, 23. I don't know. Um, Irrelevant. Point is I gotten back from Bali and I was like, okay, I got to move because I was kind of living everywhere still. I moved into this room I rented in Echo Park right off of the freeway. It was kind of like trap house ghetto, but it was like also like a total vibe because um, I, I just wanted my own space. So I moved in with this guy who, you know, I didn't really know that well. He seemed fine. He surfed. He was like in his thirties, but he ended up kind of like potentially being a drug dealer. I think I can't confirm nor deny all the things, but he was just a really, really shady guy. Plus during this time, COVID started happening. So I move in 
I only have a few months of rent prepared. <laughs> COVID happens. I get fired from my, I had just um, picked up a really like high profile personal assisting job just for the time being while I was like reintegrating into the production world. And I worked for a week for this man and he dropped me after a week. So the job I thought I was going to have that was going to be more than enough to pay all my bills, all of a sudden got like swept from underneath my feet. And during this time I was dating, dating is a very strong word for this, but seeing a guy that um, I was in a very toxic relationship with, okay? It was like one of those twin flame things. One of those twin flame things where like, you know you're supposed to meet, but you can't necessarily envision your life long term with them. Like, you understand each other, you love each other, you know, you're really in it to win it, but long term, you guys have so much healing to do that it's just, it may not work. The fire burns too, like, too fast, too bright, and it's just a love-bombing, traumatic situation, right? And so I was in this relationship on and off, broke up all the time. It completely brought me to a level in which I didn't think my mental health could ever get lower. Um, especially when I was like younger, younger, like in my teen years when I attempted suicide a few times and all that stuff and went to treatment. Like I thought that was the lowest my mental health would ever get. And being with this previous man it got lower and lower and lower. And I think a lot of us during COVID were going through massive awakenings, massive changes, massive cleanouts. Um, it's one way to look at it. And so, yeah, long story short, that was kind of the relationship I was in prior. And I hadn't been in a lot of relationships. I wasn't like a relationship girly at all. So part of me was like a little bit excited because I'm like, oh my God, I found a guy who like gets me. But then we fight all the time and you know, I don't want to talk too much about this because it's not the focal point, <laughs> but I know it's a little bit untraditional as to how you would then go finding your dream man because I didn't find him. I didn't go looking at all. So back to the point, I was living in Echo Park for those six months. I was with the guy that I just told you about, the traumatic guy, and we were on and off. He literally lived, moved out of state like the last four months um of me living in echo park and we just we called it we were done it was too much i was in a state of panic i all the time like literally all the time if he wouldn't call me for a day panic like found out he was cheating on me several times um panic like a lot of stuff like that and if you've been in that type of situation you know i'm even getting a little bit like worked up about it even talking about it still even though it's been some time and i've done some massive work around this um i got to a point to where when i got back from bali i'm jumping around here so hopefully you can track before i was with this man and i was in bali i got to a place where i was really on a healing high okay because so i went to bali to like never come back honestly that was kind of the vibe like I never thought I was coming back I thought I'd probably end up dying there like I thought it would just be over or something bad would happen but it didn't so when I came back I was kind of on this healing high of like okay I'm gonna do my life everything's good now I gotta handle all my shit um but in reality I hadn't really integrated anything I learned in Bali 
about myself, about others, about how I couldn't receive love, about the trauma that was taking over my life, about the PTSD I hadn't handled, like all that shit. So I'm, I come back from Bali. I hop on Hinge when I move back to LA and basically meet this guy who is my twin flame toxic human being, which I just want to disclaim, like, I have done a lot of healing around this and I'm really think like I'm thankful to say that I've actually been able to heal this relationship and make boundaries and be on like friendly terms with this person now. Um, especially because they were so highly involved in my family. It was like it wasn't mandatory or, you know, the highest of necessary, but it definitely was something that when you care about someone, it doesn't matter if you're not with them, you still want the best for them. And I've been able to make peace with that years later. So, okay, now to the point to the point. So, I was moving out. Now, fast forward. Bali happened. I got back in Bali in January. I moved back to LA in February. I moved out of Echo Park in July, end of July. And that was when the breakup happened. And then... I moved in with my best friend in August. I was at a point where I was feeling so low and so controlled by my emotions, by what other people said about me, by getting cheated on again because the relationship I had prior, a few years prior actually, wasn't a like serious relationship at all, but um, I dated a tour manager that ended up cheating on me (laughs) like a lot. And it was like, okay, uh, is there any man that I'm going to be able to trust? Like, I'm literally just manifesting like my dad. You know what I mean? And I didn't really know my dad that much growing up. He was a raging alcoholic. And now he's actually sober, but we're not really in contact. Different story, different day. Um, But otherwise, I was manifesting my dad. I was manifesting my stepdad that I grew up with and that treated us all like shit and whatever, right? And so, I was like, how the hell am I ever going to be safe, understood, or, like, good enough, you know? How am I not going to be too much? Because every guy, I used to be, like, a massive serial dater. When my mental health was spiraling um, prior to Bali, when I worked in production, um, late teen years, early 20s, I was working on set a lot. I was working with a photographer, traveling on some trips. I was doing a lot of photo editing, photographing events, um, doing some campaign work on the side. And I would kind of just serial date. Like, I want to just meet new people. I love meeting new people. It's one of my, like, fun things I love to do. But I kind of took it to the next level. And I would just go on a bunch of dates and meet a lot of people and end up in bad situations and get my heart broken and break other people's hearts and all those things. And so there was this point where everything was coming full circle to where I was like, okay, maybe this is just bullshit and everybody just finds someone that can tolerate them, right? Because there's a lot of shit online that's just like, find someone who can tolerate you. I don't think so. Yes or like, yes and no, but no, you know? And so, I'm moving into my friend's house. I'm sleeping on her couch. I am in a very low place. I'm driving without car insurance. My car is about to blow up any minute. 
I am doing grocery delivery on the side because COVID still shut down literally everything. Um, that was the only thing I could do. I couldn't get approved for unemployment, so I wasn't on unemployment like everyone else around me. And I was in this place where I was like, you know what? I fucking surrender. I fucking surrender. I don't know what to do. I'm depressed more than ever. I'm manic more than ever. I'm anxious more than ever and all the things. So what the fuck else could happen, right? So I, it's like end of August and um, my best friend slash older sister at the time that I was living with, she's like, look, I'm so sick of you being, you know, upset about this toxic ass guy that cheated on you. I want you to write down everything that you want in your dream partner. Just fucking do it and get it over with. Like, I'm sick of you being upset. Like, be upset, but like, let's move forward. And dramatically and tragically, I was like, okay, I guess. And I put the most ridiculous things on this list. I still have the list. That's the best part. I was like, what did I put? I put like freckles, Italian, dark hair, can cook, is a chef even, um, can skate can help me master my ollie that loves me for all that i am that doesn't tell me i'm too much like so many specifics that was so they're just so above and beyond what i already had proven to myself to be possible and i was like fuck it like it you know what if it ever comes great if not whatever like there's no hope okay so i wrote it down and i kind of forgot about it literally There wasn't much good coming out of my life at this point, at least that I was aware of or that I could recognize, okay? And about, like, I want to say, I kind of changed the timeline every time because I'm not exactly sure because I was so depressed back then. Like, you know how trauma kind of shifts things in your perspective and your POV? So, I think it was about eight days, eight to ten days later after I wrote that list it's still pretty fresh okay the breakup's still pretty fresh but like it had been over for so long like internally that like it felt like forever so about end of august um and then like eight to ten days later um heading into like september 1st i match with this guy on bumble because of course i have to be back on dating apps right of course i need to get over it and so i go on the dating apps and i remember seeing this guy that had freckles was a chef and didn't really drink like that was his profile like he didn't drink he dressed really cool that was also on my list um and he just seemed there was like something about him i was like i know him but i don't know him not like i've known him and i've been on a date with him but like i know him from another life but i can't explain it and so i swiped on him and like kind of forgot about it but it was kind of in the back of my mind and a few hours later we matched and I'm like oh this is just another fucking bumble thing right well he didn't he wasn't like texting me that much and he's like you know having small talk a few messages here and there and I said if you're a real one just like let's get on the fucking phone like call me like let's just talk and see if this is even worth our time right and so we ended up being on the phone for five and a half hours yes five and a half hours (laughs) and when we were on the phone for five and a half hours um it's funny because now obviously he's the man I'm with and I've been with for 
you know, the past three years. But like, this guy does not go on the phone. He hates talking on the phone. He gets major anxiety about talking on the phone. He is not a big talker on the phone, but we talked on the phone for five and a half hours. And we just like, it was so easy. It was so effortless. And it almost seemed a little bit too good to be true, honestly. Like, I was like, is he just saying yes to these things to, like, please me or, like, you know, whatever? Or is he, like, low-key, like, a player and just, like, playing me on this? Because he's, like, super cute. And I was like, ugh, maybe he does this to all the girls. Well, funny. I end up, like, getting off the phone with him and I'm like, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, when are we hanging out? And he's like, um, I don't know. Let's, let's hang out maybe, like... I think it was like a Thursday and he said, let's hang out on Sunday or something and I can make you a meal because I'm a chef. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) sure. And so it's about Thursday night. It's a late, late Thursday night. We had just talked that day and he's like, why don't you just come over now? And I'm like, fuck, he just wants to fucking like be done. You know, I wasn't like entirely sold on the fact that he was this innocent, magical being of a human. And so, and I also want to be like really... I want to be really um, respectful of his privacy too. So there are some things that I may leave out. But as far as using this as a guide for yourself to start attracting someone that you love or, you know, gaining a different perspective on dating and like relationships, I will tell you all all the deets there. So back to the story. So we end up just like meeting. He ends up making me food we hang out, we talk, we're like literally like instantly in love. It was really crazy. And I ended up staying the night. We ended up just kind of like the next morning hanging out. He made me coffee. He made me a little meal. And I remember being like, holy fuck, like he actually seems really innocent and kind. (laughs) I was like, I think I'm too fucked up for him. Like, I don't know. Like he loves his family. He, um, he seems really nice he doesn't really say bad words like his closet's a little too nice for me like his room's clean like I was so confused I was like what the fuck is going on and then we started talking about skating and he's like oh my god like let's go skating like fuck oh my god like he can help me like everything he's Italian he's got the freckles he's a chef he can cook for me and the first day after I met him, he said, my favorite thing about you is that you know your power. Like, you're a little all over the place, but, like, you know your power. And you're a really, really strong woman. And I can feel that. But, like, you're a strong woman in a way of, like, you inspire people. And you are very, very strong in how you speak, even if no one agrees with you. I can, I can already sense it. I'm like, oh, my God, he likes my power. Holy shit. Love it. Um, that was on my list too. So that being said, it started this whole flow of like, holy shit, like I love this man, but I don't think this is going to last. Okay. Initially, I did not think it was going to last. And I kept thinking, oh, how can I get away from this? How can I just like, you know, tell him it's not going to work out. But in reality, I was really vibing with him and I really enjoyed him. And I really, really, really he was my person. Like, we became instant best friends. We liked the same food. We liked really nice food. Like, same, I don't know, just the silly things. Like, when you go to the market and, like, if they're getting organic heavy cream by Strauss and, like, the glass bottle, 
versus like getting the non-organic like ralph's heavy cream who am i gonna pick i'm gonna pick the fucking strauss bottled heavy cream the more expensive nice one not because it's expensive but i think it says a lot about how you grew up um not necessarily on a financial standpoint but what you value in your life how well you take care of yourself and your body and even though i grew up in like a financial tumultuous situation growing up um and living in my car and shit and you guys already know that if you've been listening to the podcast for a while even though that was my reality my mom always said you can't buy your health and i had a very sick sibling growing up um that's still sick to this day and it was very eye-opening for us to see that no matter how much money you have or you don't have it's always a priority to take care of your health so i ended up learning that his mom was very into you know homeopathy and organic food and all that stuff so that was like oh my god a green flag but we end up just going through this thing like the first year we were together we did thanksgiving i'd never been to like a real thanksgiving before um it was terrifying i remember crying the whole time but like i did it you know and like being around family i didn't really know how to function around like healthy families or normal families because i didn't have that and none of my boyfriends in the past had had moms and so did that i did christmas that was a difficult year um then what else did we do we like literally had all the holidays just go 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 and we had his birthday right before christmas we had all this stuff okay and then coming into that new year mind you i'm still living on my best friend's couch in in between my mom's house and her house so like he doesn't really fully understand what's going on yet but he kind of gets it i'm kind of like stretching the truth because i was like a little bit embarrassed i'm not gonna lie and so about like january february we had met in september and started dating like instantly like it just kind of happened we never talked about it like i said i love you i think the first week i knew him um i said it prior but he didn't hear me so it was like the second time around and i want to get to the part of like how i manifested him because this is before i really knew anything about manifestation i didn't really understand any of that shit yet i wasn't really spiritually in my power i didn't like understand any of it it was so foreign to me though i had already unlocked my psychic channel and i could talk to people who had passed over and all that shit there was a whole new layer to be unlocked and to unfold with um who i was you know spiritually and who i could become energetically and vibrationally and all that shit and manifestation and whatever so i want to get to a point of when this is such a long story that i want to kind of just like skip around a little bit and skip ahead i finally moved into my own place in february right so we've been together like maybe like six months and then i moved into my own place we continued to see each other and the past three years have been i want to kind of reflect the past three years that we have been together have been nothing like like nothing i've ever experienced in my life it's been like nothing and it's hard to explain because you're manifesting and co-creating whether you are consciously doing it or not 
And when I was in a state that I met him, I wasn't necessarily the best version of myself, that's for sure. I was definitely not my healed girl, you know, era. I was definitely not everything that I am now. I definitely was not a prepared partner. I did not know how to even be a healthy partner. There was a lot of learning to do. There was a lot of curveballs. There was a lot of learning how to communicate. There was a lot of, um, a lot of this was done though in a way that it was necessary for me, myself to learn this, not only for my relationship, but for the opportunities that were coming my way and the opportunities I was declining and the different jobs I had in between and life decisions and all that shit. And when we moved in together, we moved in, I mean, we're basically living together like before the first year. Um, but I officially moved in about a year later, like a year and a half into our relationship. And that comes with a whole new set of things, right? And I never visualized him. Like I, I was never visualizing my dream man. I was never visual. I never really expected to get my dream man. I just kind of wrote it out, thought about it, thought that would be cool. And then it came to my reality, you know? And I will say I was so clear on what I didn't want that it almost became hard because I was like, I'm never going to find someone, you know, everybody sucks. And I think there comes a point in which you meet someone and it's, I'm still young, so I want to also like put that into perspective here um I'm young and I'm not you know for those of you that are listening of all ages I made a decision I had to make a decision and I really think in any relationship whether it's with yourself or whether it is involving someone else or whether it's romantic or whatever it is you have to choose that every day You have to choose it, you know, whether your bills are getting paid on time or not. You have to choose it when it's really fucking hard. And on the days that you don't choose that person, there's a lot more repair to be done and to be had, okay? And it's not saying that when you find your dream person or whatever it is, partner, your life is perfect. But I will say it is a hell of a lot easier knowing that I get to go to bed right next to the guy that I can snuggle to death and I can fucking bug the shit out of him and he takes it as oh my god she's so endearing she's so sweet (laughs) or I can have a manic episode every now and then or I could have a panic attack that was another thing at the beginning of our relationship the first six months every time I slept over I had major panic attacks major panic attacks I would get freaked out I couldn't get in the shower at his house like I was so nervous I was having PTSD, like, and this man just, like, he never asked for an explanation, you know? He never had to know what was going on, but he always held me and just said, you can be however you want to be right now. You can be whoever you want to be. You can cry. You can smile. You can laugh. We can watch a movie. We can go to bed. We can make cookies. Like, it's up to you. Like, just let me know what you need. And I never had that. And so, in a way, the way that he treated me from the start, was very, um, very different for me. And I didn't do very well with accepting it. I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, this is really weird. Like, stop. I don't know. You know, and then it became, you know, about a year and a half in, 
we went through this rut and i was like did i actually manifest the guy that like i wanted to i'm going through this spiritual awakening but i'm also barely making my bills but i also want to start this business and it's going to sound crazy and it's not going to make any sense and he may think i'm crazy um but he's always he's never told me what to do and i think that's another key indicator of a relationship that can be really incredible is just like having someone that lets you be exactly who you are all that you are and is everything that you need and you get to be everything they need and let them be all that they are and i feel like i'm like trying to pull some major revelation out of this it's going to be like oh aha uh-huh, i get it wow you know but it's like it's more than having a revelation it's like a series of small revelations you have a series of small moments where you're just like fuck like they're my best friend i remember when liam and i went to costa rica last year went to costa rica um what's this year 2023 we were in costa rica exactly a year from today last year and it was one of his first international trips like minus mexico i don't really count mexico but he had never really been out of the country and we went to costa rica for a week (laughs) we ended up booking one of like the gnarliest places and we i'm I'm a big travel girly you guys know i've traveled quite a bit um i've been all over the fucking world and it's one of my favorite things to do but like we went to costa rica and i booked the most complicated fucking travel route possible like we fly into san jose we have to go get a rental car the rental car place fucked us over um we had to put like a thousand dollars down for a rental car mind you like we're trying to travel on a budget like this is literally gnarly and um we get the rental car it's not actually four-wheel drive our airbnb is booked like 30 minutes outside the town and up a fucking hill that's unpaved it's all loose rock and then we get a flat tire on the top of the hill we were trying to save money so we didn't rent the quad until like day three our internet and our power went out several times while we were there because they had one of the largest storms in 20 years that um wrecked the road so thank god we got the quad because the road was wrecked for a majority of our time we got stranded a few times at the top of the hill um we had to cross like five rivers too like to fucking get to our place i shit you not let me know if you guys want like a story time and i can do a tiktok or an instagram on it so i can show you videos it was so hilarious but at the end of the day when we were stuck you know on the hill when we were stuck in the middle of nowhere when we spoke no english when i got scammed by a fucking lady at the sim card place she bought lottery tickets with my 20 dollars. it was so ridiculous but i want to say that we had so we fought for sure we definitely got in a few fights but there was something so special about the fact that (laughs) the fact that liam and i just had the best fucking time we had the best time with each other we were really exhausted it was definitely not my favorite trip of my life but it was like seven days we got to spend together and we got to be together and he cooked like he ended up cooking a bunch while we were there which wasn't the plan we were supposed to eat out for a majority of the time but he we got stranded like i said and there were just so many beautiful moments 
there's this one moment where we were dancing in the rain like in our underwear and i was just like oh my god this is magical this is so fun as we're getting bit by a million mosquitoes but like you get the point you know magical moments um but yeah we've had a lot of magical moments since then no matter whether it was when we were moving and we couldn't really afford to do so um a while back and whether it's he's had a new job or he's been hired somewhere gotten job opportunity i wouldn't say it's 50 50 i wouldn't say it's a perfect manifestation of everything you want but the parts of your partner that you feel like may not align with you could actually teach you a lot about yourself and i truly believe he's my best friend and that's why that's why it works it's taken a lot of work it's taken work on communication it's taken work on you know he's on his own spiritual journey he's on his own thing i'm not gonna expect him to go do yoga with me i'm not gonna expect him to meditate with me there are times where like i will be like hey we need to meditate when something's really stressful or when we feel very unclear but overall i let him be him and he lets me be me and we can respectfully call each other out on our shit with knowing that we genuinely love each other and choose each other and um that's special it's not something that i take lightly and i also want to know if you made it to the end (laughs) probably should have put this in the first part if you want him to come on the podcast let me know i asked him the other day and he actually was like i was gonna ask you like when can i come on your podcast i'm like oh my safe space maybe you can come i don't know but yeah that was so gross i burped let's pretend that didn't happen um i just want to give you guys a little bit of story time a little bit of like i may split this in two parts i'm not sure yet depending on how long it is i just wanted to talk to you and have like a conversation about the journey of not just like getting what you want but sustaining it and the real life moments that happen and I just want to share the energy of this I don't really know what the point is (laughs) other than my intuition told me to tell this story and I wanted to share it with you and this may not be the most wisdom nugget rich episode but it's real and it's a part of my story and he's a huge reason why I have moved forward a lot in my life because I was so that's another part I just want to mention like I used to be so fucking disciplined I was like disciplined lady like I was so 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 committed to every part of my life I was so strict with myself um because it had always been just me even in my past relationships, like toxic, cheated on, whatever, for the most part, it was just me. And being able to have my individual like independence in my relationship now, but also have that support of like when I feel like nothing's going right, I have that person to remind me, be like, hey dude, remember when you did this? I'll be like, fuck, you're right. Like I did do that. (laughs) It's a little bit sweeter. Okay. And if you don't have someone like that in your life, I want you to know that don't go don't go looking for it okay just be in your power be in your power and you'll attract that person okay um i'm gonna leave a book recommendation as well in the bio it's something i gift to all my private clients it is about love and i actually made my boyfriend read it too so and he doesn't read we listen to it on tape but it's such a fucking good book it changed my life about love it's really short it's to the point so 
that's all for today magical friends um i'm actually at home and i borderline like have the flu kind of gross i know but this is what i wanted to share today so here's a piece of my heart <laughs> let me know if you like this or if this helped you in your journey or if you just enjoyed the story i'm always here to tell you guys stories you know it's my favorite thing um okay make sure you're following us on ig at cindy divine and same on tiktok and be sure to message me a little microphone if you listen to this podcast and share it with someone who could also benefit okay love you magical babe bye